Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hi, this is Christy Walsh with Surfing the Psychic Waves, and welcome to this episode on Inflow Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about surfing the psychic waves of phenomena. And I'll tell you a couple of the stories that I've sort of encountered along the way, and uh, hopefully it'll get you guys to think about kind of what to do when this sort of happens and how to sort of uh, track yourself through these different types of energies that sort of show up in our lives. Uh, sometimes we experience uh, different aspects of our psychic space and these experiences, while they're happening to us, uh, it can get very confusing. And we have this sort of physical um, activity sometimes that happens that we can't really explain, and then our bodies are also affected by it. So when we're moving a lot of energy around, uh, we could end up sleeping all the time or being up all night, um, you know, just as energy changes around us. And so for this show, um, I'm starting off with the guidance that if you think you should go get checked out by a medical professional, just do it. There's no judgment in that whatsoever. Uh, I think as uh, psychics and sensitive people that are kind of on this healing path. We think that we have to know everything about us, but sometimes we're discovering things about ourselves and we don't really know what we're looking at. We don't know that things happening to our bodies is a psychic event or is this something else? And so I say, get as much information as you can and kind of work your way through it. And there's just no judgment on not knowing absolutely everything about yourself. The thing is, we're really big spiritual beings and uh, we're learning all all the time as my uh, voice starts (laughs) Uh, changing. Great. So well, anyway, I, <laughs> that's hilarious. I am talking about mediumship today, so you're going to hear uh, a bunch of uh, things come out of my mouth that I normally have not said. So uh, I am joined by lots of mediumship friends today <laughs> here in my house uh, around the mic. They're anxious to get started. So uh, anyway, it's just a funny little psychic thing to go along with the show. So sometimes... Uh, we don't exactly what's happening or what we're seeing. And to that, I say the more of us on this planet are growing into this sort of spiritual space, we're getting to know ourselves in this real sort of heightened state of sensitivity. And we do not need to make ourselves wrong on how we handle every psychic event. Uh, just like a few seconds ago, you just don't quite know all the different energies that want to play with you at any moment. Uh, in time. So it's all just information. And I say this because uh, a while back, years ago, a couple years ago, uh, I was experiencing heart palpitations in the middle of the night for pretty much the entire year before I took my first class at Arthur Finley College of Psychic Sciences. It's in a place called Stansted, um, and it's outside of London. It's about 40 minutes train ride outside and it's really beautiful it's surrounded by beautiful gardens there's horses uh the building itself is 
is a beautiful, like, 100-room mansion. It's just just a wonderful place. And folks come from all over the world to work on their psychic space. It's kind of like a little bit of a psychic vacation, um, and yet you're surrounded by very, very sensitive types, so you get that sort of sense of ease uh, and relaxation uh, from the rest of the world. And it's not in a high highly concentrated urban area it's very rural so it's it's kind of a nice place to unwind they they haven't let you take more than three classes at once (laughs) back to back because uh they do suggest that you sort of interact with the rest of the world there is a tendency to want to once you sort of feel this really nice soft psychic space you just want to stay there but um, we're here to do lots of things on this planet and not just sort of retreat so, um, hopefully, uh, folks can just enjoy a week class and then go on with the rest of their lives. So that's sort of the idea anyway. So I had signed up to take an experiential trance course. Um, I didn't know what any of those words meant. Uh, I didn't understand the class description at all, but I just was like, this is for me. <laughs> I am not sure, uh, what even got me to that thinking. But uh, I just did it. So, uh, you know, we did all sorts of trance sort of activities, spirit. We would read within this sort of deep trance state. Um, Sometimes, like you just heard my voice start to change and then it went back. Um, So that would happen a lot. But it was a practice space. So we had small groups and, and bigger groups. Sometimes we'd be in meditation. Sometimes we'd come out and do like group work in a circle. Um, but there was about 90 people on under one roof uh, during this week. Um, so you get a lot of chances to sort of interact with other folks and kind of understand handling their psychics uh, space. And I'm calling it psychic, but their spiritual space, whatever you want to call it. And so some of us sort of gravitated towards healing and trance. Some of us had really great experiences giving messages uh, from spirit via this trance state, uh, your face could change. It could get like <laughs> transfiguration stuff happening with your face. It was just awesome. Um, but you're in a very safe space. You know, it really kind of woke me up that we don't need to judge ourselves through this process of sort of learning about ourselves. Um, it's, it's a little bit of the chicken or the egg. Like we want to know, we want to learn things, we want to open ourselves up to spirit. And at the same time, we're trying to also maybe ignore some of the symptoms happening with us or override the energy or, I don't know, somehow control it. I mean, I've done this a lot myself. I probably still do it. <laughs> so it's just, it's just something to navigate through. Um, so again, I was having these heart palpitations and I could have gone to the doctor and I absolutely refused and I was very stubborn about it. And that was probably not the right thing to do. So it wasn't until uh, the first night at, at Stansted that uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and nothing was happening. No palpitations whatsoever. It's like, oh my gosh, it was mediumship this whole time. I just didn't know. So... Again, here I am beating myself up and I'm in the middle of Arthur Finley College. Like, what, what is happening? So I just kind of went through the week. I really watched that heart space and knew that, like, I needed to kind of work on this heart energy, uh, in around the heart. 
And the things they help you learn at Arthur Finley is how to, what they call, build the power. And so a little bit later in the show, we're going to build the power. And we're going to use that heart space. And we're going to let it get really, really big and see and see what happens. Um, and it's just another way to sort of um, amp yourself up build up your energy, kind of get to know your psychic space and kind of the uh, beings and spiritual guides and whatever you want to call them that actually are around you and working with you all the time. <laughs> like the big group that I have with me today, which is really exciting. Um, this is the first time in the last couple of shows that I've had such a, a group sort of show up. Uh, so this is really nice. So, you know, the other thing that happens in this sort of uh, psychic development space is that, you know, your body is changing and growing and doing its own thing also. And so what I kind of learned from this experience at Stansted during this class is that I get to take my body with me and that can actually feel good. So if I wake up in the middle of the night and I have these heart palpitations, that's okay. I can work with that energy. I can work with that space. I can build the power now. I can do lots of things in, in that uh, sort of uh, state. And it's okay if I have heart palpitations. And then at the same time, I feel like going to the doctor to get it checked out. Just a little EKG thing. That's fine. It's okay. It's like not... Uh, it's not saying that I'm not handling the situation correctly. It's just more information, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it took me a long time to learn. So I'd like to take my body with me this time through these psychic experiences. And so I'm pretty grateful that I at least get to talk to all of you out there um, kind of about it, because I think the more we talk about our experiences, uh, the easier it is, and the more we can experience even things we never thought of in the future. And we are big beings, and it takes a little while to know ourselves. And, you know, other folks around us, our friends and family and, and other health professionals, uh, certainly will have different perspectives. Um, and sometimes, you know, when I would be taking different classes, there would always be at least one friend that I would tell, just in case I got a little weird. <laughs> or I went some rabbit hole and it would it's going to be hard back into my regular life. So I, I've always had one foot in the world I'm in right now and one foot in this whatever other spiritual space I was going to be in. But I would always tell my sister, I would tell other friends like, hey, I'm going to go take this class or I'm going to go on this retreat, uh, no matter what it was, even if it was an online class, just in case. And it's just that, you know, sometimes we do have to participate in different things in our world and we don't want to lose that. Um, the earth is a beautiful place, lots of stuff to play in. And even though it gets a little sensitive sometimes and we don't want to participate, it's like you can still be sort of encouraged to get out there again. And so I've always told a friend. And so that's another sort of tip I would give you guys. If you want to find out more about Arthur Finley College, talk about it more uh, in the show as we go along. But you can go to Arthur Finley. So it's A. R-T-U-R, Finley, F-I-N-D-L-A-Y, college.org. Um, and you can find out different classes and see what I mean about the descriptions. There'll be some that you'll be drawn to and some that you'll be like, no, I'm not doing that. 
Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's an interesting space to check out. And it's nice to know that there is some place in the world where you can just go take a class, relax, enjoy your psychic space, you know, and get a little bit of a breather. And I'm probably due for my next class, even as we are taping this show. So to get back to phenomena and kind of what happens when we're opening ourselves up to these psychic waves is that we do end up with these experiences over and over and over again. And they can be as simple as the time that I was driving in LA, I had a rental car, I was by myself, I was going through kind of into that space, I forget what it's called, but it's going into Hollywood from the Burbank airport. And uh, the car seemed to be sort of driving a little bit slower. And it was getting a little sparkly out there. And so when I sort of thing that happens with when I look out and everything is a little extra bright and shiny, I'm like, okay, here it comes something's going to start happening. And uh, sure enough, I get this sort of uh, wave of energy of these beings, but it wasn't like 1920s Hollywood beings. Um, it was something uh, like a, maybe a Native American group that might have been there in that area before like eons ago. Um, and so when these sort of beings showed up, I'm not sure even what to call them. I just said, hello, thank you. You know, thanks for the welcome, welcoming me back <laughs> to this place. Uh, this is great. And so I just kind of had a talk as I was driving super slow now <laughs> into, uh, into Hollywood. And so it was kind of a, a strange experience. I didn't expect it to be there because it's so industrial and, you know, it's not kind of, I don't really associate that with the psychic space, but, but there it is. It's just, it can show up anywhere. And so I did stay at a hotel that was really, really did have that 1920s Hollywood sort of feel and very big mediumship space. It, this particular hotel, people see ghosts all the time. You could feel it when you walked in. It had that certain smell. I don't know how to describe it. It's like an older smell. But anyway, but that was later. Like, that's later in the day. In the meantime, driving through Hollywood and, like, going, oh, my gosh, what is it right now? So this phenomenon can just happen. Um, if I were to drive into Tahoe today, Lake Tahoe up in Northern California, it's uh, a similar situation where I get to this one point of where the mountains sort of clear off. It's kind of way up at the top, like six, 7,000 feet or something. I get this other sort of feeling, and it's a different kind of, uh, it's like a caution and a welcome and a protection all at once. And so that energy could be a leftover energy from folks doing ceremony um, from a long time ago. It could be... Um, could be anything really, but it's talking to me. So if it's in front of me, I'm on the freeway and I'm feeling this thing. I'm surrounded by trees. I'm going into Lake Tahoe and I'm feeling this thing. It's just another little taste of that phenomena. And uh, I usually start with uh, hello. <laughs> I say thank you. And I kind of start talking. Um, but I do notice that it's not that I feel this energy is actually mine or part of me, but it is an energy I'm encountering. So it's a little bit different. So later in the show, we're going to build a power and meet our own beings. But 
we do get this sort of interaction with phenomena that is with uh, energies that aren't our our usual um, energies we're working with just in our own internal space. So it kind of is an interesting thing that happens when you're bumping into energy that's not your usual stuff. Um, And so when that starts to happen, you don't want to turn it off and go, oh no, can't, can't look at that right now. I don't want to, I don't want to go there. Um, You have to remember that as we get more and more sensitive, we're actually asking to learn more and to more and find out more about what our own capabilities are. And unless you kind of brush up against an energy that you've never really encountered before, whatever the situation is, you're not going to really know like that other part of you. So it's just kind of an interesting little conundrum. So I definitely say hello. I ask, you know, how that energy is doing. I say thank you a lot. Um, and then just kind of open up the dialogue with whatever that energy is. Um, and it's okay that they're not my usual circle of beings that I talk to, uh, but they are part of the earth. They are here. Um, and so it's okay to say hello. So it also lets me know that I'm never alone, which is always a good thing to be reminded of. So the other part of this sort of psychic phenomena energy that we're looking at today is that um, we actually are wired somehow within this, our body makeup, um, that we actually are seeking psychic connection. And we can't really stop connecting with the things around us. And so... We don't need to shut it down, but we can practice a little bit of this space of continually opening up. And so we're asking our higher self for information about intuition, maybe more awareness or healing, or you're, you're asking a question all the time, kind of as a, a sensitive psychic spirit. And so, you know, it's okay to like let it in and experiment a little bit with these energies. Um, but I think I'll get back to the heart palpitations. So before I visited Stansted in the months before, uh, I had this event happen where I had been sound asleep and, uh, the heart palpitation started and, uh, they didn't stop this time. And I wasn't really awake yet, but you know, I'm starting to sort of wake up but the heart palpitations grew and they grew and it was like my whole chest was like just uh, heaving back and forth with these heart palpitations. It didn't hurt. Uh, it felt actually kind of good, but I could start to hear like the blood rushing in my ears. So at the, I do think I'm having some sort of a medical event and I better go find the phone. And I just, kind of sat there with it I'm still in my bed my eyes are still closed and I'm like okay I'm just gonna breathe through it let's see what's going on um I'm getting a little scared at this point help heart palpitations I can feel through my entire body like head to toe even in my fingers and uh all of a sudden I could feel this energy sort of show up and I could feel like a presence in my room but I hadn't even like quite figured that part out yet I could see light and dark at the same time 
which is a very strange thing to explain. And I kept sort of breathing and breathing as much as I could. It's not that I wasn't getting oxygen, but I just wanted to breathe a lot. Um, I wasn't ventilating though, but like everything about my bodily functions were really, really, really magnified. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to open my eyes. But my eyes were kind of already open and I can see the dark room and the lightness all at the same time. And I turned sort of to the right and here is this giant being, it's, uh, blue and it has like white on like its aura. Like the, it was white on the outside, but blue and, uh, not cobalt blue, but not sky blue, but somewhere in between. And, uh, it didn't really have like, a, a form. It sort of had a human form, but not necessarily a, a face and, and distinguishing features. It, it seemed a little human like, you know, it, the energy was so intense with this being and it was so loving and so it like filled the room and it like I wanted to just go into that being so I, I it was strangest amazing event ever and in my mind I hear these giant booming words like like huge like this male voice and it was making me laugh on top of everything else. I'm like starting to laugh and I'm thinking, Oh, I should be really, you know, uh, humble or I, I don't know. I was trying to think of so many things all at the same time. Uh, I think my eyes were open at this point uh, to tell you the truth. I don't know. Um, I can see the being my body's still doing its thing. And this voice, boomy voice says, you are all right. Everything's going to be fine. And it, but it was a funny voice. I'm making it sound scary, but it funny, funny voice. And it was so loud in my head. That was making me laugh. And the energy was just like into my body, like all over the place. So I just hung out there in that space. And then I don't know, the being sort of left and I was still in that state, like for a good three days after I couldn't get a smile off my face. I was definitely euphoric and trying to hide the euphoria. And I know Venus has a story about this and it's really hard to do. Like you can't hide it, but I tried. So I just thought, Oh my God, this is not going to look normal to the people around me, but I, I didn't know what else to do. I did tell people that are in my life um, that this thing happened um, and nobody kind of knew what to do about it. Um, and then the next morning I wake up and I did have something to do that day. Uh, we were, I was, I actually had a spa trip with uh, a couple of other friends of mine and I was going to go pick them up. We were carpooling, you know, I had like this thing to get, to get to in the morning, I'm getting ready, and I hear in the stairwell out in my building this like screaming and yelling and just okay, oh, just complete chaos is going on outside. And it like it started like a tiny little sound, and then it just went booming. I'm still in this euphoric state, and I'm like, this does not sound right. I have the phone in my hand because this time I better make a phone call 911. So I'm walking out of my place into uh, the stairwell and I see uh, like a father and son 
and they're kind of in their jammies and there's like a mom on the stairs. And what's weird about this is that I was so, I don't remember leaving like the doorway of my house and the stairwell, that doorway and standing at the top of the stairwell. I don't remember any of that, but my body moved there. And as I get to the top of the well, I hear, um, I hear this, uh, uh, these words like start to come out of my mouth. And again, this really, really low voice, but it was so like a deep voice, but it was also very, very loud. And so uh, this man had been yelling at the woman on the stairs. I think it's, you know, a mom and a dad and the mom was crying and all that. And the dad was like, where have you been? You know, you've been out all night, whatever he was yelling about. And the baby was all crying and all completely, you know, freaked out. Um, pretty much everybody on that stairwell was freaked out, except me. I was completely stuck into the floor. Uh, my body making these with my hands and stuff and the phone like all by itself the voice me was not my voice and it was very uh deep and i say something like um uh well hello there i said something very strange like not a normal hello that i i i usually say and then i said something like your your yelling is scaring the child and i usually just call every child a baby, even if they're 15. Um, so I, so I knew like at that point, I know, I knew like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's coming out of my mouth. And then I said something about, do, do you need help? Do you need me to call someone? Um, and the father looked right at me into my eyes and I just stood there and we were like silent, just staring at each other. And there wasn't any, um, he had been really worked up. Um, but, somehow all of that just like disappeared and I can hear that the the uh, mother bottom of the stairs I was sitting there um was completely silent and she had been sobbing and they had made so much noise before that like you know it was gonna be a scary 911 situation I didn't even know what I was gonna find out there in the stairwell but my body just got me there and so I just kept saying Something like, um, you know, are you, are you all right? Do you need me to call someone? I said something like, uh, it's still not my voice. And then I remember that, um, he just kind of got to this point where we had been sort of standing there for too long saying nothing. Um, and this calm energy was still there. Um, and it almost had a noise with it, like this rushing noise and, um, I was totally hearing the blood like pump through my, like this whole time. And, uh, he said that, um, like, we're all right. Like, we'll be okay. And then I wasn't really quite hearing his words anyway. Um, but the child stopped like squirming in his arms and then rested his head on his shoulder. And then I was like, oh my God. And then all of a sudden I was back in my house. And I don't remember going through like the two doors to get back inside. I don't remember that. And so I don't know how to explain this except to explain it. I don't know what it means. <laughs> but, but you know, I felt like, oh, this family's okay now. You know, everything's fine. Uh, they just got riled up or whatever. And 
there, but I never saw them again. In fact, I never saw this family ever in my building. You know, there's only, it's a apartment complex of like 30 uh, units. So it's not like there's millions of people. Um, I've never seen a, this family visit. I've never seen them again. Um, so it also made me, think, was that real? Like, was that a dream? How did this even happen? So anyway, I go off to the spa, thank God, to, to kind of contemplate all of this. My friends thought I was nuts because I have this, you know, joker smile face <laughs> the whole time because I'm still in the euphoria. Um, my own experiences. So I don't understand how this one could happen in the middle of the night and the next morning. It's real dramatic, chaotic possibly newsworthy item almost going on and then have it diffused in in a matter of seconds and it wasn't absolutely not my energy so uh that's when I probably was looking for the class at Stansted thinking like okay these people are going to know what to do (laughs) these people are going to tell me what the hell just happened um so I kept having the heart palpitations uh eventually took the class realized oh this is you know, this mediumship space and that, uh, sometimes spirit gets really close to us and they can, uh, work with us in ways that, uh, are kind of unexplainable. I don't know the explanation to this day about this blue being, but I know that that euphoria is there like for everyone. Like it was a universal energy. It wasn't even the words I heard were not super specific to me, it felt like that a little bit in the beginning, but uh, it was really this sort of universal truth kind of energy. It was just amazing. So, you know, fast forward, take the class at the family. That was great. You know, a phenomenon and even in of itself. There was one night where we did a, a seance and there's like at least 70 people in this room that they call the library. And uh, we were uh, singing with the Royal Air Force um, folks that would show up. Uh, and we were doing all sorts of exercises to kind of say hello to spirit as a group. And it was just amazing. Um, and a different type of energy, not quite the euphoria, but uh, we definitely weren't the only ones singing in that room. And the Arthur Gould itself, uh, during World War II, had been a hospital for the Royal Air Force, which is why they kind of build the the energy um, to talk to the other side with uh, sort of calling in these other folks that had actually known um, the the college and, and the building and, and stuff like that. They might have been there as well. Um, and so we would sing all these World War II songs. It was pretty cool. But uh, along the way, one of my other friends that I actually had met during the time at Arthur Finley um and I had started podcasting, one of my friends had recommended that I should talk to this guy, Len Lobin. Uh, Len Lobin was a, a very big Scottish medium. He had talked at, he taught at uh, Arthur Finley. Um, he also knew Gordon Higginson. Um, and Len and I would talk about these great conversations about this medium, Gordon Higginson, who's, who's very famous. And I I would recommend anyone out there that's having a little bit of trouble with their psychic life to um, look up some of these biographies of these uh, great mediums from the UK. Um, they all had stories that you could relate to uh, 
whether their own life had just lots of different things going on with it. And then that was very different from, you know, walking into a spiritualist church and, and giving someone a message about a loved one. Um, you'll, you'll find many stories of where they just, these extraordinary lives. And, and one of them was this of Len Logan, uh, who recently passed away, and his uh, name is Eric Hatton. And he, I believe, was the head of the Spiritualist National Union in the UK for many, many, many years. And um, I had to read his book because I, was, I got the opportunity to interview him with Len. And um, we had this great talk and a really nice uh, podcast about, you know, kind of his past uh, experiences with not really thinking himself as a medium, but he just sort of got into it because of his brother. Um, and so I heard this story from Len that his brother had died um, in the war um, on a plane, and uh, it was in, I believe, Malaysia. Anyway, so uh, I finally get the biography to read ahead of the interview, um, and I open up to the first big page of the of the book and there's this picture of his brother um i actually have here of albert um hatton um and that picture just made me like burst into tears and so <laughs> you know this is many years after the blue being did the people on the stairwell you know, I've already had my experiences of driving through Tahoe and talking to other energies. Like, you know, I've had other experience, but I open up this book, book I've never seen. I've never met Eric Hatton. He's a friend of a friend. <laughs> Going to interview him. Uh, you know, I'm certainly a fan, but I don't know him. And here comes this picture of his brother. And I mean, I was just, I wasn't distraught. It was like this buildup of energy that was released. And so uh, I definitely knew this being, um, I'm not sure how many lifetimes, but there's definitely many um, uh, pieces of energy that I'm familiar with him. Um, and uh, I immediately cut out the picture from the book and stuck it in a frame. Uh, it pretty much goes with me everywhere. <laughs> My sister, a couple of... Uh, uh, years ago, asked me, uh, "Who's that guy?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's that's Eric's brother," um, and that was pretty much my explanation. And uh, I don't really have an explanation for it, except that I know this being. Uh, this is, you know, one of his valences, or you know, one of the times that he's looked like this picture. Um, but I know this being very, very well, and so I never would have guessed that this. Uh, you know, a class taken at Arthur Finley would lead me, a couple of people uh, that sort of got me to this place, to this view of Eric Hatton. And it was just a recommendation and a recommendation and a recommendation. And then here's this picture of this person in this book. So um, how Eric Hatton, the head of the Spiritualist National Union in the U.K., how he got into uh, spiritualism is because his brother had died in this crash. And uh, one of um, 
the a medium at the time had told Eric, uh, one of Eric's friends had taken him to a night with the, with the medium in the UK and he had gotten a message from his brother. And so something about that just got him into uh, this realm of spiritualism and how it could really help people to sort of be a little, a little bit uh, comforted by the fact that their um, family members aren't really, um, missing or gone. They're just sort of different energy entirely. We call it the other side or, you know, they've passed on or they're in the other world or they went to heaven. We call it other things, um, but they're still there. They're just not in this dimension. So anyway, um, it's kind of a, another interesting story where you could have a connection you just never saw coming. And uh, I, this time I did go nuts and I um, did have to talk to a different uh, psychic friends of mine who um, had some other stories similar to their own that kind of calmed me down and I realize I'm not nuts. So, you know, as a psychic sensitive person, um, you'll encounter uh, things like this where you'll um, be acquainted with energies and then be reminded of them. And so it's kind of this constant state of, oh, wait, I asked for that, or I asked for that connection, or, oh, I wanted more sensitivity in these areas. So uh, I just think that's kind of pretty interesting sort of state. So uh, the other thing about this is that, speaking of Gordon Higginson, is that um, I never really read a biography about Gordon Higginson until recently, after this Eric Hatton biography. And in this particular biography about Gordon Higginson, he was very famous um, in the UK and in the States. And um, there's many biographies uh, you can pick from to learn about his life and, and his good works. And in this one particular book that I picked up is the story about him giving a message to Eric Hatton about his brother. So again, I'm minding my own beeswax, reading some else is by and Albert Hatton comes again so I didn't even know they were really connected in in that way like story-wise at, at that time I don't know it's hard to put all the pieces together but again here comes uh, Albert so again I think I made a couple more copies of his picture and stuck him in a couple more frames <laughs> he's he's pretty much all over my house so uh if you find yourself having visual connections to folks that aren't around that's entirely okay so what i think we're going to do uh, we're going to take a little break when we come back we're going to build the power a little bit and we're going to talk to and say hello to uh, the spirit uh, friends around us just to kind of get acquainted a little bit more with the uh, guides that are always with us um, so stay tuned This is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing, on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves, and check out the archives on inflowradio.com.
Hey, I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. Hi, this is Christy Walsh with Surfing the Waves, and welcome back to this episode on Inflow Radio. In this show, we are surfing the psychic waves of phenomena, and I talked about a couple of stories of kind of the stranger things that have happened to me. Actually, there's kind of a lot. <laughs> I just picked a few. Um, so what we're going to do in this part of the show is we're going to do something the UK spiritualists out there called building the power. You can do this a couple different ways. Um, but one of the things, uh, we can cultivate, uh, with our psychic selves is to sort of build up our own power so we can be a bigger participant when this sort of phenomena happens. And so I talked about a couple of stories of, um, running into, uh, folks who have passed on in their pictures and the hello to me or driving through Hollywood and bumping into energy. And then certainly there was the giant energy that um, showed up room in the middle of the night one time. So that was always uh, an interesting thing. I still try to think about and I still don't have an answer. So, What we want to do is say hello to that uh, heart space. And so in other shows, we've talked about sort of grounding into the earth, connecting into the sun, which is great. But for this exercise, we can just imagine a very beautiful column of light sort of above and below us. And we're just kind of sitting or standing in this column of light. It might be white or it might have sparkles, gold, it can be any color. It's kind of tapping into this universal source energy. It's just a really nice column light. And as we do this, you might notice that there's uh, different places on the body that might sort of jump out at you that might need a little more energy energy centers in the body and you also might want to just sort of jump into that place behind your eyes the pineal gland or what we call the third eye or the sixth chakra great and what I'd like you also to do is just sort of let yourself sort of fall into that space in your heart as a big energy center There we go. So what I like to just notice is that you can just start that energy in the heart. If you go deep within, there's lots of heart chambers to play in. But you just might want to go to this little tiny spot, like right in the center. It might have a color with it. That's great. I'd like you to just sort of let that color, that is, just sort of start vibrating at a gold color. And 
And as we just sort of notice this gold color, I'd like you to just expand it out to the whole sort of space of the actual heart organ. Front and back. If you want to let your lungs also have some of that energy, that gold energy, that's fine. You just let your lungs do, do their thing. We're not really paying that much attention to them. And I'd like you to just expand out that gold energy to the width of your body. All around in a really big circle. Just let that gold energy get a little bit bigger. So where your shoulders and the top of your head are in it. And your legs, the lower body, all the way below the feet are also in that big gold energy. You might notice that that gold energy wants to be even in that column of light out to the side. And you can just let that gold energy go out even further. And it can be as big as the room that you're in. Above and below you. And you can keep going with that expansion of energy. But you might notice that there's other beings that want to sort of show up in this space. This is all your own gold energy. This gold energy is not an is not something to work on or work with. So it kind of opens up the space for, for uh, other beings that we play with to show up. It's an easy space for them to be in. It's where you're raising your energy to match where they might be in other sort of dimensional energies. So you might want to notice in a circle out in front of you, a semicircle out in front of you, that kind of coming into this gold out in front of you, kind of from your right side. You might want to notice just some of them are just coming over, kind of standing in front of you. You might notice that there's some that start to filter in uh, through the back back of your aura the back of that golden orb that you're in and notice how many beings sort of show up and these are the ones that are working with you all the time you might notice that it's not exactly an organized sort of system here. You might have folks that have come from your own family. You might have other historical figures, your 
working with sometimes or you have a finger or that you've known. You might notice other spirit guides, other angelic beings that you've worked with. You might want to notice if there's any music that you hear or any other sounds that kind of mark their arrival. Okay. So I'd like you to just kind of notice and acknowledge each and every one of them as you kind of look around your golden orb space that you're building right now. You can come back and meet them in this space anytime you want. But I'd like you to just sort of notice that uh, there's enough energy here to keep the, this golden orb getting even bigger. So bigger than the room that you're in, bigger than your whole building that you're in, whatever that is. I'd like you to just let it get bigger than your town. And then let's make it really big, bigger than the country that you're in right now. And then let's just really zoom it out to like bigger than the earth. So all around the earth, you have this golden orb of your energy. There we go. Just sort of notice that. You could stay a while. There we go. All right. So I'd like you to just call back that golden orb. You can do this anytime. You can come to space anytime. But you want to call that golden orb. Arm back and our aura in and around the chair or couch or we were standing in and around our body. Just have that golden orb energy really close to you. It might be a little bit quick, but we're just practicing. around with the um, concentration of gold energy in whatever bubble you ever want to form uh, the next time you do this. Um, you can build the power just from that heart space um, and you don't necessarily have to uh, think about connecting to the earth or the sun, but you can always do that. Um, some of the, uh, you know, what, what I call run energy um, 
where you let these run in different uh, energy centers in and around the body. You can make it a meditation like that, or you can just sort of sit uh, in silence. Um, and you can certainly uh, invite the beings that you play with all the time anyway uh, into this space. And so we all kind of have our uh, group that we hang out with, our own spiritual crew that we can always um, talk to and um, find out more things about, gosh, any subject really. Um, so one of the reasons we wanted to do this today is just kind of open up that space where you're saying, yeah, I want to know a little bit more about my psychic space or my healing space or intuition or whatever that is for you. Um, but you do have a source all ready, ready to go right in that heart space uh, that want to talk to you and sort of let you unfold a little little bit more. So some of uh, the information we talked about today has to do with um, uh, mediumship, a little bit of mediumship, a little bit of spirituality. And if you want to find out more uh, about the Spiritualist National Union in the UK, you can certainly look that up or go to arthurfinleycollege.org. And that's Finley with F-I-N-D-L-A-Y. So uh, there's lots of other psychic phenomenon that I'm sure folks out there have experienced in the past, but maybe after this show, you can go back and kind of take another look. I've noticed that these stories intertwine over years um, and that usually the stories end up being stories within stories within stories, you know, nice little nesting egg of stories there. So uh, I look forward to hearing your feedback of everything we sort of looked at today. Um, I have more stories to share with it. I only had so much time today. Um, but up next is Venus Andrecht and uh, Summer McStravick. So uh, thanks so much for joining me, Surfing the Psychic Waves. And uh, thanks for listening to Inflow Radio. Surfing the Psychic Waves with me today on InflowRadio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me Surfing the Psychic Waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing. This show is brought to you by InflowRadio.com the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.